welcome back folks this audiobook series is brought to you by yash dikshit for profit charlotte's web by eb white chapter 10 an explosion day after day the spider waited head down for an idea to come to her hour by hour she sat motionless deep in thought having promised wilbur that she would save his life she was determined to keep her promise charlotte was naturally patient She knew from experience that if she waited long enough a fly would come to her web and she felt sure that if she thought long enough about Wilbur's problem an idea would come to her mind Finally one morning toward the middle of July the idea came Why how perfectly simple she said to herself the way to save Wilbur's life is to play a trick on Zuckerman if i can fool a bug thought Charlotte i can surely fool a man people are not as smart as bugs wilbur walked into his yard just at the mo- at that moment what are you thinking about charlotte he asked i was just thinking said the spider that people are very gullible what does gullible mean easy to fool said charlotte that's a mercy replied wilbur and he lay down in the shade on of his fence and went fast asleep The spider however stayed wide awake gazing affectionately at him and making plans for his future Summer was half gone she knew she didn't have much time that morning just as wilbur fell asleep every arabel wandered into zakamin's front yard followed by fern every carried a live frog in his hand fern had a crown of daisies in her head in her head the children ran for the kitchen just in time for a piece of blueberry pie said mrs uh, zakamin look at my frog said avery placing the frog on the drain board and holding out his hand for a pie take that thing out of here said mrs zakamin he's hot said fern he's almost dead that frog he is not said avery he lets me scratch in between the eyes the frog jumped and landed on mrs zakamin's dish pan full of soapy water you're getting your pie on you said fern can i look for eggs in the hen house aunt edith run out those both of you and don't bother the hens it's getting all over everything shouted fern his pie is all over his front come on frog cried avery he scooped up his frog the frog kicked splashing soapy water on to the blueberry pie another crisis groaned fern let's swing in the swing said avery the child ran to the barn mr zakamin had the best swing in the county it was a single long piece of heavy rope tied to the beam over the north doorway at the bottom end of the rope was a fat knot to sit on it was arranged so that you could swing without being pushed you climbed a ladder to the hay loft then holding the rope you stood at the edge looked down and were scared and dizzy then you straddled the knot so that it acted as a seat, as a seat then you got up all your nerve took a deep breath and jumped for a second you seemed to be falling to the barn floor far below but suddenly the rope would begin to catch you and you would sail through the barn going a mile a minute with the wind whistling in your ears eyes and hair then you would zoom upward into the sky and look up at the clouds and the rope would twist and you would twist and turn with the rope then you would drop down and down out of the sky and come sailing back into the barn almost into the hayloft then sail out again 
not quite so far this time then again not not quite so high then out again then in again then out then in and then you jump off and fall down and let somebody else try it mothers for miles around worried about zakamin's swing they feared some children would fall off but no child ever did children almost always hang on to things tighter than their parents think they will avery put the frog in his pocket and climbed to the hayloft the last time i swung this in the swing i almost crashed into a barn swallow he yelled take that frog out ordered fern avery straddled the rope and jumped he sailed out through the door frog and all into the sky frog and all then he sailed back into the barn your tongue is purple screamed fern so is yours cried avery sailing out again with the frog i have hay inside my dress it itches called fern scratch it yelled avery and he as he sailed back it's my turn said fern jump off fern's got an itch fern's got the itch sang avery when he jumped off he threw the swing up to his sister she shut her eyes tight and jumped she felt that she felt the dizzy drop uh, then the supporting lift of the swing when she opened her eyes she was looking up into the blue sky and was about to fly back through the door they took turns for an hour when the children grew tired of swinging they went down toward the pasture and picked wild raspberries and ate them their tongues turned purple from they turned from purple to red fern bit into a raspberry that had a bad tasting bug inside it and got discouraged avery found an empty candy box and put his frog in it The frog seemed tired after his morning in the swing. The children walked slowly up toward the barn. They too were tired and hardly had any energy to walk. "Let's build a tree house," suggested Avery. "I want to live in a tree with my frog." "I'm going to visit Wilbur," Fern announced. They climbed the fence into the lane and walked lazily toward the pig pen. Wilbur heard them coming and got up. Avery noticed the spider web and coming closer he saw Charlotte Hey look at that big spider he said it's tremendous leave it alone commanded fern you've got a frog isn't that enough that's a fine spider and i'm going to capture it said avery he took the cover off the candy box then he picked up a stick i'm going to knock that old spider into this box he said wilbur's heart almost stopped when he saw what was going on this might be the end of charlotte if the boy succeeded in catching her You stop it Avery cried Fern Avery put one leg over the fence of the pig pen he was, he was just about to raise his stick to hit Charlotte when he lost his balance he swayed and toppled and landed on the edge of Wilbur's trough the trough tipped up and then came down with a slap the goose egg was right underneath there was a dull explosion as the egg broke and then a horrible smell Fern screamed Avery jumped to his feet The air was filled with the terrible gases and smells from the rotten egg. Templeton, who had been resting in his home, scuttled away into the barn. "Good night!" screamed Avery. "Good night! What a stink! Let's get out of here." Fern was crying. She held her nose and ran toward the house. Avery ran after her, holding his nose. Charlotte felt greatly relieved to see him go. It had been a narrow escape. Later on that morning, the animals came up from the pasture: the sheep, the lambs, the gander, the The goose and the seven goslings. 
there were many complaints about the awful smell and Wilbur had to tell the, the story over and over again of how arable, how the arable boy had tried to capture Charlotte and how the smell of the broken egg drove him away just in time. It was that rotten goose egg that saved Charlotte's life, said Wilbur. The goose was proud of her share in the adventure. I'm, I'm delighted that the egg never hatched, she gabbled. <laughs> Templeton, of course, was miserable over the loss of his beloved egg. But he couldn't resist boasting. It pays to say, it pays to save things, he said in a surly voice. Um, a, a rat never knows when something is going to come handy. I never throw anything away. <laughs> well, said, well, said one of the lambs, this whole business is all well. And good for Charlotte. But what about the rest of us? The smell is unbearable. Who wants to live in a bar that is perfumed with rotten egg? Don't, don't worry. You'll get used to it, said Templeton. He sat up and pulled wisely at his long whiskers, then crept away to pay a visit to the dump. When Lurvy showed up at lunchtime carrying a pail of food for Wilbur, he stopped short a few paces from the pig pen. He sniffed the air and made a face. What in the thunder, he said. Setting the pail down, he picked up a stick that Avery had dropped and tried, tried through the trough up. Rats, he said. Phew, I might have known a rat would make a nest under this trough. Ha, how I hate a rat. And Lurvy dragged Wilbur's trough across the yard and kicked some dirt into the rat's nest, burying the broken egg and all Templeton's other possessions. Then he picked up the pail. Wilbur stood in the trough, drooling with hunger. Lurvy poured. The slops ran creamily down the, around the pig's eyes and ears. Wilbur grunted. He gulped and sucked and sucked and gulped, making swishing and swooshing noises, anxious to get everything at once. It was a delicious me meal. Skim milk, wheat middlings, leftover pancakes, half a donut, the rind of a summer squash. Two, two pieces of stale toast, a third of a ginger snap, a fish tail, one orange peel, several noodles from a noodle soup, the scum of a cup of cocoa, an ancient jelly roll, a strip of paper from the lining of the garbage pail and a spoonful of raspberry jello. Wilbur, hate, uh, Wilbur ate heartily. He planned to leave half a noodle and a few drops of milk for Templeton. Then he remembered that the rat had been useful in saving. Charlotte's life and that Charlotte was trying to save his life so he left a whole noodle instead of half. Now that the broken egg was buried, the, egg, uh, the air cleared and the barn smelled good again. The afternoon passed and evening came. Shadows lengthened. The cool and kindly breath of evening entered through doors and windows astride her web. Charlotte sat moodily eating a horsefly and thinking about the future. After a while, she bestirred herself. She descended to the center of the web and there she began to cut some of her lines. She worked slowly but stealthily while other creatures drowsed. None of the others, not even the goose, noticed that she was at work. Deep in his soft bed, Wilbur snoozed over in their favorite corner. The goslings whistled, at, whistled a night song. Charlotte tore quite a section out of her web, leaving an open space in the middle. Then she st started weaving something to take place of the thread she had removed when Templeton got back from the dump around midnight. The spider was still at work. End of chapter 10 What is Charlotte doing? 
will Wilbur's life be spared? Will he survive? Will she be able to succeed in saving his life? Find out on the next chapter of Charlotte's Web.